Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Rhetoric. Berto is your host. Thank you so kind of being part of the show. We are going to have a great show for you today. Welcome aboard AVQ. AVQ says, I am listening from away. I guess that means that we're not going to get all AVQ's research today. And Bridge MCP is with us. She says, hi, all. Hey, guys, all of you that are populating that room, say hello. Hello. You're hearing an echo today. Anybody else hears an echo? I don't understand why I should have an echo, but what I'm going to do is go check one particular item in a channel to make sure the monitor is gone and the monitor is gone. Audio video fine on Twitch. Bridge MCP, do you hear an echo? Bipolar, do you hear an echo? Okay, Bruce, what are you doing to me? Bruce Pollard, welcome to Politics Done Right as well. Thank you guys for being here. All of you that are on right now, please remember, give that thumbs up. Let's start out with that thumbs up. Let's get started with that thumbs up. We shouldn't have an echo because it's one stream going out and then splitting out after it gets to restream. But again, if that's what you're hearing, it's Squido. Squido says, hi, I just moved to Kansas. Welcome, Squido. Bruce, make sure you're only running one instance of the video. Actually, you know what? That's exactly what's happening, Bruce. You have uh, you have uh, probably two windows open, a Facebook window and a YouTube window or two of the same or something. Hey, who, who gave that advice? AVQ? AVQ, you're a smart rascal, man. All right, thank you guys for being here. Tom C says, greetings, beautiful spring day in Michigan. Yes, I would hope that it's a beautiful spring day here in Washington, D.C., the sun is out. It's a balmy spring day. And, you know, it kind of put my daughter under the weather. She kind of woke up sick with a cold or something. But it's not COVID. We did the COVID test and she passed the COVID test. No COVID because I really thought she had it. She was so sick this morning. But, hey, all's good. That was it. Thank you for a AVQ. You saved Brother Bruce. You know, it always said we were a team. We were a team. We're going to have a great show for you today. We're going to have a great show for you today. Anyhow, what's up, guys? What's up? Start throwing stuff that you want to talk about in the chat. I have three strong videos for you that I that I pre-processed today and one yesterday, I believe, that I really want you guys to see. But I also have been, you know what I've been, I've, and you tell me if you guys agree with this. Welcome aboard. Paul Fleming checking in from ATL. Tell me if you guys are with this. I really enjoy the back and forth when people bring up things that we need to discuss and talk about in real time. Kind of uh, tells me that we have more engagement, and I'd like to keep this show as an engaging show. Feeding off false information online, social media platforms have taken steps in recent years to curtail the spread of misinformation, according to E2247. Uh, Paul Flem is reminding everybody to hit that like button on Facebook and hit that thumbs up button on YouTube. And I'd like you, if possible, to hit that join button too. We're falling behind. We've actually lost about seven or eight from our norm. So we probably need a quick influx of new subscribers. I'm talking about paid subscribers to YouTube would be a nice thing for you. It's very inexpensive. And it's like getting good old Egberto a coffee a month or so. Coffee or two a month, you know. Peggy Lopez is here. She says, I, hi, all, here in the... Far north of California, we are suffering summer temps of 90 plus. That is crazy for California. British MCP says, so funny. FB gave me a warning today on a 10-year-old post. It, it is crazy the way they try to back up for things that were the norm or no longer the norm. I don't have a problem if they give you a warning to tell you, we're not going to 
monetize this or we're going to pay that down or whatever. What gets me, however, is some of these things, they will find something from 10 years ago and try to give you a strike. And it takes you a whole lot of fighting to say, well, hey, that wasn't the norm then. It may be the norm now, but we can't go back and check all the videos that we did several decades ago. You know, I mean, we've been doing this stuff for a long time. Anyhow, what's going on, my peep? Eric Hayes says, maybe Mallorca should discuss his disinformation with the new council they have created. I don't think they've created a disinformation council. I mean, the council, everybody can, what, look, you know what is so good about what they're doing? Whatever the council comes out with, you can actually refute. And, and you can, if you think they're incorrect, you could actually blow their credibility. And you know they don't want that. So they're going to be accurate. Uh, Bruce says, I had a long exchange with my right-hand man about abortion. He is so uninformed about the left and central position that a woman has the end right to choose. Oh, boy. I, I hear you, uh, Bruce. I mean, it is, you know, it, it is amazing because you can, you can take them down a rabbit hole so easily, right? Do you believe everybody has a right to life? Yes. Do you believe a fetus is a life? Yes. Is an adult a life? Yes. Should we be able to take a life? No. Do you believe in a death penalty? Yes. But wait a minute. I thought you said life, no matter what, from the rape victim or whatever was valuable. How can you get there then? You know, I mean, you take them down the rabbit hole. You, you see, the conservative ideology is made up of sound bites of different things that pe people that consider themselves conservatives would want to do. They don't have to make logical sense. They do not need to make logical sense. They just create a story again around everything they want to do. And this part about, I, I tell you what I don't understand, and I, I, I wish somebody could explain this to me. I don't know what the right gets by messing with women's rights. I don't get it. I know there's a small cast of evangelicals, but even I don't get what evangelical preachers and these guys get out of that other than controlling women by force. Because the truth of the matter is, having a woman, uh, I mean, having that within the church to control a woman, I mean, it seems to me like we know that the church, many of the churches are frauds. So doing things that will limit their potential ability to grow, you wonder, right? And this is something that gives them a potential of failure. So I am not sure. All right, let's see. Uh, Bruce says the guy that he spoke to about abortion says, he even started to say he reserved the right to decide his wife could die to save the... Oh, my God. Who the hell made him God? Who the hell made him a controller of his wife's life? You've got to be kidding me, Bruce. Who is that guy? You should, you should ask him if you'd like to have an interview on politics done right, and we can have a sort of a conversation. You should. Why don't you do that, Bruce? All right, AVQ says most evangelical conservatives who compromise the pro-life movement believe the fetus is a life due to a religious belief, but their own book says that a fetus isn't a person until it draws its first breath. And you know what else? Again, and how do they justify supporting the death penalty as well, senor? Uh, senor? I know him. Oh, my God. Well, Bruce, uh, in, invite him over. Let's see. Eric Hayes says, Egberto, there are frauds everywhere. So single out the church, just plain wrong. Why don't you pick something where from your areas to keep some balance? I've always done that. Haven't I called neoliberals frauds? Neoliberals are generally Democrats or moderate Republicans. And I, I, I give them hell too. 
But the evangelical church is a special evil. And why is the evangelical church a special evil? Let me, let me explain why. You see, when we are talking secularly, people can come and go. But there's something about religious faith where people actually go into a church, spill their being, spill their guts, invest their tithe because they think that there is a connection between them, that church, and some invisible God. There is that special connection that faith has with people. And when you abuse that, you are actually going, I mean, th that is almost like abusing a sick person, like abusing a minor when you do that. And I think that is an inherent problem with evangelical, actually, it's not only the evangelical church, it's the Baptist church, it's many of the churches. You know, that one of the reasons I like my wife's church, and I have to admit that I'm not a Christian, I'm a humanist, but her pastor is a pragmatic guy. Women in the church are deacons. Women in the church are, or people, are people in the church, uh, gay leaders in the church are gay, straight, everything in between. And they're all in this one melting pot of a church. I love it. You know, I, I, I tell the pastor of that church, uh, Pastor Sloan of St. Luke Missionary Baptist, yeah, the Luke is what they call it in humble, the Luke. I think it's a wonderful church because it's not only doing the mythical thing that most churches want to do to control your minds, it is actually doing functional things within the community. Okay, let's see what else we got here. And by the way, uh, just to be telling the, the, the whole story, my wife is a deacon at that church. I don't go to church, but I support her as a deacon in that church. And uh, I see that church, that church does wonderful work. Every Sunday, my daughter is watching the church and watching her name splat as they're saying prayers for her and all that good stuff. They're, they're really an inclusive bunch. All right, ABQ says, my view on churches, they're selling an invisible product that costs you time and 10% of your income. That's fine to think about that. Some people think about some, that as cigarettes as well, as liquor, as all. Everybody have their vices, right? I have my own vices, which is work. But, you know, we all have our vices. And, you know, let's, let's support everybody's vices. Bridge MCP says, if God is merciful, why is there a hell? That is a very, very, you know, I always thought about that because you don't do what I want you to do and I am going to burn you to a crisp, but I'm not going to just burn you for a crisp. I'm going to make you feel you burning for a crisp for eternity. Hmm. Not very merciful, is it? Not very merciful. You have a good point there, Bridge MCP. Norman Reynolds says balance is not necessary. Evil is evil. Finding a what aboutism for balance is not good journalism. Call it out. Period. I agree. I agree. All right, let's see. Uh, Vice, wasting a lot of time on the internet. Here you go, AVQ, but you do good work. Eric Hayes, idolatry, Egberto? Yes, a lot of that is in the church right now. Lee Grant replying to MCP, the, the, word, the Lord works in mysterious ways. I would like to know what the mysteries are. 
And Brother Ravenport, hello, progressives, he says, Bridge MCP says eternity, yes. Okay, let's go to our first video. The first video I want to do is, uh, I didn't decide what the order was until now. I want to play Kathy Barnett first. Kathy Barnett is the Republican Senate, or the Rep is a Republican candidate for Pennsylvania Senate. Uh, she's she's now ranked third. Oz is the one that was uh, endorsed by Donald Trump. The other guy, I don't remember his name right now. And then there is Barnett, a black right-wing uh, insurrectionist who believe a woman has no right to her body and she's a woman. That's who it is, right? I want you to, and you know, she's very, very MAGA. But Trump didn't endorse her. She's more MAGA than Oz, the person Trump endorsed. I want you to check this out and then tell me what you think. Fission reactors, what they do is they have they start out the process of splitting the atom. And as you split one atom, it, the, the neutrons get out and split other atoms, and it, it creates what's called a chain reaction. The breaking of the atom creates heat. We collect that heat to generate electricity, but it keeps expanding on itself if you don't have controls. Well, guess what? The MAGA world has now turned into what Biden calls ultra MAGA world, because as it turns out, uh, Trump may be losing control of what he thought he tamed. Now, MAGA was always there, right? He was the instantiation of MAGA. Think about it now. He may have lost control of MAGA. I want you to listen to this, and then we'll take it on the other side. This I find intriguing. MAGA does not belong to President Trump. MAGA belongs to the people. Our values never shifted to President Trump's values. It was President okay. Trump who shifted and aligned with our values. This has all of the MAGA nation storyline since Trump burst on the scene, right? You have two people from industry or celebrity, relatively respected, to try to be Trump's surrogate. They move into the state to run. They humiliate themselves, throw away their careers, only to be outdone by someone with nothing more than Islamophobic and homophobic social media tweet. There's a brilliance to what Barnett did, though. Ron DeSantis, Nikki Haley, Christy Nome, everybody's ears have perked up at what Kathy Barnett was able to do. When she said Donald Trump doesn't own MAGA, it was brilliant. She said to the world, Donald Trump represents our values. We don't represent his. MAGA belongs to the people. Our values never shifted to President Trump's values. It was President okay. Trump who shifted and aligned with our values. And that is what I think Republicans ought to realize now. All of them that are seeking Donald Trump's blessing, we are going to have those like this uh, Pennsylvania uh, woman running for the Senate, uh, where now she took command of MAGA in as much as Dr. Oz is the MAGA, supposed to be the MAGA representative. But again, bringing back the fission reaction, they use cadmium rods to control it. Donald Trump hoped that he would be the cadmium rod to control the viciousness of real ultra MAGA. Turns out that he probably will not be able to in the long run 
that that movement has its own reaction. And Donald Trump either tries to stay on board or be left behind. It hasn't happened yet. They're still kissing his boots. But for how much longer? She laid the path for a better looking, a more intelligent magazine. We spend a lot of absolutely so. I thought that was so so funny when I saw when I saw the report on it, and I had to kind of stitch them together, right? I saw this stuff where she said Donald Trump wasn't uh, my god, and then then I remember something that many of you have said before, right? And that is, you know, all Donald Donald Trump did was expose who the Republican Party had really become over time. Right. Because the Republican Party wasn't always a crazy party. It wasn't always that way. Again, the, the, the crazy party used to be the Dixiecrats. Think about that. Democrats, the Dixiecrats, the ones who went to the Republican Party and made it crazy. Right. Because remember, it was the Republicans who helped support what again? Civil rights, voting rights, you know. So um, so I think it's important for us to get the context. One of the other reasons I don't let party make me not be friends or, or, or so with other people because again, parties can change. Humanity remains, right? Party change, humanity remains. Okay, let me continue with what you guys have to say here. Peggy Lopez says, uh, first of all, welcome aboard. Uh, let's see who else is here. Robert Davenport, welcome aboard my brother. Uh, Peggy Lopez says, women having a miscarriage in red states cannot get the medication they need because it has been criminalized as abortion pill causing the death of women death rate of pregnant women subiendo going up eric Hayes says mystery was or like playing a good game of clue okay good peggy lopez says may 17 1954 unanimous decision in brown versus board of education of topeka ruling that racial segregation in public educational facilities is unconstitutional that probably can go out the door i don't know well that doesn't have anything to do with privacy i don't think they use a privacy clause or like to pass to, to, to make that the case. Bridge MCP says, Serious Fetterman after a stroke? I mean, bless ya, but sit down. Actually, you know, Bridge, his stroke wasn't one of the bad ones, okay? Um, from what I understand, he had atrial fibrillation, and a lot of people have atrial fibrillation. Some of them don't know it. What happens when you get that blood clot in, because, you know, you have a part of your heart going like this, the blood is not flowing, and, you know, you get some settling of the the clot and then you throw it and if you throw it wrong you know you can throw the clot in the brain and just like what happened to my daughter after the radiation it's something that could happen to a person in his case they cut it in time because what happens is when you get that block you have x amount of time to throw a clot blocker in i mean a clot buster into your blood vein so that it can start busting that and if it does it in time your cells don't die no cognitive damage which is what uh, he said, ironically, my brother-in-law just as well had a, a, a stroke as well. They couldn't find it, but he lost no cognitive value, but he did have some left, right side, I think, compromise, something to that effect. Okay, let's continue. ABQ says, the far right has always been with us. Trump took leadership of the far right in 2015 and has slowly lost that position after January 6th. And that's the issue. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Eric says, Egberto, the left's evil nickname, along with the Putin price hikes or, tex or taxes, etc., 
Whoa, just do something with policy to help people like in current time. Uh, what evil nickname did I call it or use again? Let me let me hear it. I don't think I did. I, I used the word evil to call out what is actually evil. Let's repeat. In Texas, and I want you to hear this, Eric. You live in Texas. All my Texans, uh, Allison Waters, I don't see Allison Waters in the house yet. But all my Texans that are in the house, it is incumbent upon us in Texas to vote for absolutely zero Republicans. Let me tell you what you are doing in Texas if you vote for any Republican in the Texas legislature. You have condemned many of your Texas residents, Texas citizens, to death. Okay? Remember, and I'm not, I'm not pulling punches about that. A vote for a Republican in Texas in 2022 is a vote that, that, that it's a, a vote that is complicit in the killing of some of your Texans because these particular party, this the sect in this party, refuses many things. One, support the uncontrolled use of guns that's causing a lot of shoot 'em up, bang bangs all through Texas right now. Since back, since Abbott passed that law to allow anybody to have guns. All those kids that are 18 now, they don't need to get permits or anything anymore. They go pick up a gun because nobody knows who they are. So they're going to pass a background check just fine. And they're going to get the guns and they have the shoot them up bang bangs. And guess what you've been having in Houston and everywhere else? Shoot them up bang bangs with legal carried guns. You know why? Because carrying a gun in Texas, no matter what, is legal. It's the wild, wild west. So a vote for Republicans is a vote for policies that kill the gun policies, the abortion policies that are going to allow women, that, that are going to force women who are in dire straits at the most difficult times in their lives. They're going to be using coat hangers and doing everything that the rich women can't do by leaving Texas to get their abortion. Those poor folk, they're going to kill themselves by what they have to do to make themselves whole. And then, of course, there's a Medicaid expansion to the Affordable Care Act. These Republicans refuse, refuse to give their Texas, rural Texans, every rural Texan that's listening to this podcast, a vote, a vote for any Republican is a vote for you to lose. If you have a, a small community hospital, you can kiss it goodbye. Because as, as we, as medical costs increase without Texas accepting the Medicaid expansion to the Affordable Care Act, and by the way, this goes to all the red states that have not accepted the Medicaid expansion to the Affordable Care Act. It goes to all those red states. So this applies not only to Texas, but throughout the country. So I've just given you three items in which by you voting for a Republican, you are putting the lives of your fellow Texans, your fellow Mississippians, your fellow uh, Louisianians, and all of these guys at risk their lives at risk. I am, when I get back to Texas, I am going to see what kind of interviews I can get with Texas politicians because by God, they should be putting out this message over and over and over again. A vote for Republicans is a vote for the death of your neighbor. It's that simple. And I would make ads all around and then I'll just itemize. They have unleashed guns on the road. They have unleashed debts by lack of insurance that's already paid for. They've unleashed the coat hanger. 
I would make these commercials and I would air them on every radio station there is. And then f when, when they complain and cry foul, I would then say, okay, which one of these have you decided to go against now to make sure you're not killing your, the citizens of your state? Okay, continuing. Robert Davenport says, the idiots didn't learn the lesson when the Tea Party were consumed by its pawn. Eric Hayes says, the Dixie Chicks, I love the Dixie Chicks. They were the first one that had the guts during the, the uh, Iraq war to stand up against uh, brother, brother Bush. Bridge MCP said, Gertha Willis, so she is admitting as I hear it, they believe what Trump does. Yeah, but here's the deal, what she's saying. No, no, it's a bit differently. She is saying that what Trump does is what they have told Trump to do. It's amazing. She turned the paper on Trump. She said, no, 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 no. It's not Trump running the show. We are running the show. That is what she's saying, sis. All right, let's see. Uh, uh, let's see. Breed, let's what else we got. Eric Hayes, the next price, big price hike will come with wheat products, pro products bread as Ukraine agricultural product exports drops to nil due to Russian invasion. I have a hunch. Trains are getting a lot of use right now to move that grain. All right, B. Pollard says, in other words, Bruce says, Mr. Trump might be dense, but not in the way to control a misguided mob. There you go, Bruce. Bridge MCP says, yes, he had a very mild form. Yeah, it was a mild form, Bridge, very mild. Uh, Lee Grant says, what percentage of the U.S. is far right? The progressive opinion. I don't have a number, but I can tell you that if the country is about 33% Republican and about 50% of them say that they believe in things that mag the, the MAGA world things, that would make about 15% of the country far right. There you go. Melanie Keelan says she's Texan. So Tex, if you're voting for any Texan, Melanie, it must not be a Republican in my humble opinion. Bridge MCP says, oh, good one. Robin Dove and Portplow. Let's see, Paul Fleming is here. Lee Grant, far right, a little under 20%. So I guess uh, uh, AVQ and I kind of have the same numbers. Uh, what else we got here? Every case says strong, overly used words and everyone has a personal choice. So vilifying others the way you do is not correct. Sorry, that could be on any side. No, no, no. I'm not vilifying anybody. I always ask. I always ask. And I, I mean this from the depths of my heart. What have I said today that is incorrect? Please, Eric, if you make a statement like that, Please tell me what have I said that is incorrect. And if you find something that I've said that is incorrect, I will attribute it to you and correct. So please, if that's what you really want to do, please go ahead and do that. All right, let's see what else we got here. Lee Grant from 2018 study, 24 million white Americans have openly alt-right beliefs. So I think that then adds up, right? Because 10% of Americans would be 30 million Americans. And if they say 24 million, that's a little bit, uh, I think that, that that is not as, as uh, you know, it's less than we thought, but it's okay. All right, let's see. Bridge MCP, researchers looking into political and social divides in America said in a new study that only 6% of Americans fit the definition of far right. However, right-wing extremism in the United States appear to be growing. Uh, the number of terrorist attacks by the far right perpetrators rose over the past decade. 
uh, more than quadrupling during 2016 and 2017. The recent pipe bombs at the October 27, 2018 synagogue attacks in Pittsburgh are symptomatic of the trend. U.S. federal and local agencies need quick double down to counter the threat. There has been a rise in far-right attacks in Europe, jumping 43% between 2016 and 2017. Yeah, sad. Uh, what else we got here? Lee Grant says, several states refuse Medicare expansion. Are they all murderers? So that's what I said. Yes, I said that. Uh, Lee Grant, I don't think, if, if go back in the tape. I said there are many of every state, every state that did not accept the Medicaid expansion to the affordable care is sanctioning the deaths of their citizens. And voluntary killing is murder. So yes, it's voluntary killing of their residents. So these, these, uh, these Congress people who do not support the Medicaid expansion for the Affordable Care Act, which is already paid for, they are committing murder. I am not taking that back. That is what's happening here. Okay. Lee Grant, uh, single pair would save 70,000 American lives per year. Actually, it's more than that now, um, especially with COVID and other issues, man. All right, let's see what else we got here. Lee Grant from last year. Thank you for putting that up. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Paul Fleming replying. Carl Cox says, voting for Trump GOP is a vote for turning America into a banana republic style government controlled by mega rich corporations. And, you know, I don't want to just throw that on, 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 on the, the president. Obama, I mean, on, on the GOP. I think this, this statement here is going to make Eric happy. Obamacare was not, did not have a public option. Obamacare did not migrate into a single-payer system, which is absolutely mathematically more efficient. Not because of Republicans. Not at all. It wasn't the Republicans' fault. Now, the Republicans were irrelevant. I'm not absolving Republicans. I'm just saying they were irrelevant to the discussion. They were used as pawns. Neoliberal Democrats used Republicans as pawns to appease their corporate benefactors who did not want a public option or some form of single-payer system. So therefore, the negotiation between the neoliberals and the, on the, and the Republicans were, on, were always on false pretenses. It's like, oh, we're trying to make it bipartisan. You were never trying to make it bipartisan. You were just trying to protect the corporatocracy. And that was not the fault of Republicans. That was the fault of neoliberal Democrats who we can name. That is a fact. So um, let's be clear here, okay? Uh, the only, well, we, I, I'll leave that for another time. Uh, when you call all Republicans thugs, that sounds like dehumanization to me. I didn't call all Republicans thugs. My Republican friends, my Republicans' families are not thugs in the least at all. If you have a sick person, even the law recognizes that. If they're, if they're indoctrinated, where math is not important anymore, they're, they reach that indoctrination where math doesn't matter. How can you 
incarcerate that person? How can you lock up that person? How can you not just understand that that person was miswired? And then as a humane person, you work with these people and try to show where the circuits actually make sense. Okay? Again, when I look at you and I tell you, how can single-payer compared with a multi-payer system be more expensive than a multi-payer system where you have all these other costs that adds up? Not in the millions, that's in the billions, but the trillions. How can this be more less expensive, more expensive than this? It's a mathematical impossibility. The only way you can accept that as a person is to accept it on faith. And so they have gotten you to learn how to disregard science and other items so that you would accept what they say on faith. Unlike me or, or other progressives, we're not ask, asking you to accept what we are saying on faith. We are saying, do the numbers. That's all you got to do, the numbers. We know what they are. You know why? We did them. Single pair is absolutely categorically orders of magnitude more efficient than a for-profit paid system because you bring out all these irrelevant costs and that goes for a lot of other things we hear that well it's by the, the, uh, i just read a piece in the in the houston chronicle they ask in the in the editorial is biden to be blamed for the oil shortage no that's what the editorial said in a right-wing paper right Oh, no, that it's not to be blamed. They wanted to come across as neutral. But then they said, but because of Biden's animosity towards fossil fuel, it gives these people less incentive to invest in fossil fuels, meaning in drilling and in creating more supply. So in effect, they said, yeah, he's guilty because he's talking down oil. In, in effect, he's saying we are, we are going to a green economy, which is what we're going to do. We're going to a green economy. We have to go to a green economy, right? So the article then tries to posit that he's not to be blamed, but he's to be blamed. And the reason why we cannot have all this oil is because of the, the, corp, the private sector is scared to put money into something that they may not make any money because we may be going to green energy. To which I said, fine for you, private sector, to feel that way. I think it's okay. You're right. You know, you may make money, you may not. I mean, you already pilfered us for enough anyway. But that they gave the answer for which gave the authority, in my opinion, to the United States government to nationalize the oil industry and start producing as much as we need until we recover or until we bring ener uh, it, until we bring green energy on so if we have the US government controlling the oil supply of the United States or the oil oil you know nationalized oil system we have oil coming coming down as green goes up green goes up oil comes down i would i would love it i would love it get i mean since they they say that they don't have any determined, you know, they can't determine if they can make a profit. I don't think they should make a profit in energy anyway. We, we, we didn't put that oil in the ground. And that's how you do it. Let it go. Just let it go.
Okay, está bien. ¿Qué más tenemos que hacer? I have another video that I want to show you guys. Very important, very important, very important. This one has to do, this one here is with um, Donna Brazil. Donna Brazil uh, is calling out Democrats and saying, you better get into the society and start doing your job. I want to play this, and then I'm, immediately thereafter, I'm going to play a piece by Chuck Todd. But let's go ahead with this one first. Well, I thought I had it prepped up, but it wasn't prepped. Here we go. The Democrats are asleep at the wheel. And you know, it doesn't only, it's not only the National Democrats, it's the Texas Democrats. It's Democrats all over that I don't see them engaged the way that they should. Donna made an observation about six weeks out. We shouldn't wait till six weeks out. We need to do more. I want you to first listen to her and then we'll go ahead and take it on the other side. What she said is prescient and the Democrats better start listening. Donna Brazil, it does seem like Pennsylvania, one of the few bright spots the Democrats are pinning their hopes on. Well, we got a we got a couple others. I hope Ohio, after the Republicans spent over 60, 75 million, I think the the tab in Pennsylvania has gone up to 70 million dollars, just beating each other up. So that's an opening for Democrats. We have an opening, I think, uh, in North Carolina, Pennsylvania, Ohio. These are seats where there are Republican retirements. But we also have to protect the home front, Georgia, Arizona, Nevada, New Hampshire. Democrats got to stop sleeping at the wheel okay i'm serious stop sleeping at the wheel stop waiting for the last six weeks of the election i know we're about to spend a ton of money on television that's like just throwing water uh, in the wind democrats got to go back and create communities and remind people what the democratic party is doing to help them help them at the gas station help them in the grocery store help them where it matters in their wallets in in, in their homes But if Democrats are not able to do that and they continue to sleep at the wheel and just rely on Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, forget it. But I, I, I believe, because I trust the woman who was sitting here just a few moments ago, and that's my leader. She's going to fight like hell. And she may not be able to turn the tide of history, which is always what we worry about and you worry about if you had the White House. But you know what? You can still put up a doggone fight. And if Democrats don't put up a fight, they're going to sleep at the wheel and Republicans and Donald Trump and everything else is going to happen. Absolutely so, Donna Brazil. You're absolutely right. And you know what? She said something I hope that the Democrats understand. You can invest that money in high-priced television ads and, and try to see if what if you can get spaghetti to stick to the wall, which is what they're doing. That is silly. It is time to build community. Invest that money. You know how a lot of times Republicans do it? Those emails that are constantly, those chain emails, those, those letters that go out to people, going into the churches and, and talking to folks, having your, 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 your advocates, having your, your, your narrative in these different areas, not on TV where you can't, where you can't really direct your traffic appropriately. I mean, this stuff about Democrats thinking they can buy some ads, throw it out there, and it's somehow going to stick. No, you have to build community. You have to build trust. That is how it is done. And whenever Democrats start to do that, not forgetting the middle of the country either. That is what got many in trouble by actually not, not going into all media markets. We must be addressing every media market, not only through media, but through bodies. Invest in those communities that you want to vote the most. You know, there were times here in, in Houston, I remember when uh, the Democrats, they were putting money into these big entities that know nothing about the particular community, a community that they wanted to come out strong and vote for them. 
you know, I've, I've been in, in organizations where you see they give the, the, the monies to these big consultants who know nothing about community, where they could pay quite a bit less to go ahead and invest in community, invest in what they, I mean, your policies are great, but people have to know about the policies and people have to be a part of the policies. Look, listen to Donna Brazil because she's right here. Uh, Donna is not as progressive as uh, many of us would like, but you know what? It doesn't matter what she's saying is absolutely the right thing. And forget about investing in all that TV and start investing in people. Chuck Todd stepped in it once again. You know, you, you have to wonder sometimes, what are these guys thinking? The false equivalences is the destructor of America. Again, I repeat, the false equivalencies that many of these supposedly down-the-middle reporters, journalists like to do is actually a destructor of the nation. I want you to listen to this piece, and then you'll understand what I'm talking about. Because what he does, he does this sort of stuff all the time, right? But I mean, it's usually a bit more subtle. But this one here, this false equivalence is actually, in my humble opinion, dangerous. Take a listen to this and then we'll take it on the other side. It's time for us to re-meet our midterm meter. If you don't remember, it's a tool that we cooked up in the political unit that plugs in the key data from our poll to understand and visualize how the political winds nationally are blowing for the president's party. So we'll give you a little midterm history here, if you will, uh, to give you a sense of the different outcome ranges all the way with exceptional performances by the president's party. Uh, that limits the loss of seats in years like 1998 and 2002. And then the shellackings, where the president's party lost a massive number, particularly of House seats, like in 06, 18, and 10. As you can see here, the various shellackings. We're looking most closely here, 10 and 14 and 94. Those were three bad Democratic years when there was a Democrat in the White House, 18 and 6, when there were Republicans in the White House. So you can see where we are. So where are we right now uh, with the new NBC News poll? The wrong track, sitting at 75%. This is obviously in shellacking territory. But when you have 75% wrong track, that's how you end up with nominees that people in Washington don't want. Okay? John Fetterman and Kathy Barnett are what you get when you get 75% wrong track. This were 55% wrong track, you might get Connor Lamb and David McCormick, for instance. That's what 75% wrong track means. And by the way, good to see an incumbent lose tonight in a primary. These are terrible numbers for incumbents, whether you're in a primary or a general. The first thing that I want you guys to notice that he mentioned, he said, when you have numbers like this, you get people in Washington nobody wants. Wait a minute. I lost it. I forgot. I thought the people who should want are the people who are going to elect these cats in their particular states or in their particular districts. So what is Chuck talking about when he says, when you are at 75% down, you are going to get people uh, that get elected who Washington doesn't want. The truth of the matter is we want to make sure Washington doesn't get what it wants because Washington is not doing what it's supposed to do. They're not passing Medicare for all. They're not passing big back, big, uh, Build Back Better. They're not passing policies that ensure that we can get to greener energy. They're not passing any of these things. So why should we care what Washington wants. So that is the first mistake that I think Chuck makes proper, okay? But there is another facetious one here that we really need to look at. We really have to look at it. We all know who Kathy Burnett is. 
Kathy Burnett is a wacko. Kathy Burnett marched on the 6th of January with the Proud Boys. Kathy Burnett is one who is telling women that you cannot, you will not be able to have control over your own bodies. Kathy Burnett is somebody that says, yes, I was conceived on rape. And no matter if you're raped or not, you need to be conceived. That is who Kathy Burnett is. Kathy Burnett is also one who would lie about an election and say, oh, the election was rigged. Ask for you to give me some examples and proof. There's none. She can't come up with anything. That is Kathy Burnett. Who is John Fetterman? Jan Fetterman is currently the Lieutenant Governor of Pennsylvania. Okay, so Chuck Todd is implying that you get somebody either far left or far right if you go ahead and have these kind of numbers, right? But here's the kicker. Fetterman has proven himself because when run alongside the current governor of Pennsylvania, guess what? They won, right? So he can act, Fetterman can say, I won a statewide election. Connor Lamb, the centrist, the neoliberal, who everybody wants to say, oh, that is a guy who could get all those you know, the working class vote, you know what they mean by that. The working class, no, 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 no. You see, Fetterman upped him. Fetterman says, no, 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 no. I am the real working class man. They said, Fetterman, are you a progressive? Fetterman didn't fall for the trap. They wanted him to uh, create a progressive versus neoliberal argument. And then that would get into all kinds of directions. He says, I'm not a progressive. But that's, guess what he told progressives after, immediately in that sentence after he said, I'm not a progressive. He said, the Democratic, I used to be a progressive. The Democratic Party has reached where I am. In other words, yes, I'm a progressive, but I'm not going to let you use that soundbite in the next ad on me inside of Timbuktu, Pennsylvania, because you guys have maligned progressives in Timbuktu, Pennsylvania. I am going to show these guys after being elected what an elected progressive is going to do for Pennsylvania. For you, Chuck Todd, my brother, to put Kathy Burnett in the same vein with John Fetterman is journalistic malpractice. One is a serious politician. One has been the, the lieutenant governor of Pennsylvania. He even won the bet against the lieutenant governor of Texas, Dan Patrick, by betting him that if you, Mr. Dan Patrick of Texas, who is going around the entire country telling Americans that there, were, there was voter fraud, if you find voter fraud anywhere in the Democratic Party, I'll give you, you know, you get $25,000. Actually, that's not what the, the bet was. The bet was, Patrick said, I want to find voter fraud and I'll pay up to $2 million to find voter fraud. And Fetterman did find voter fraud. He found it. But it was Republicans voting twice. It was Republican voting for dead people. It was Republicans voting for Trump. That's the only fraud that's been found thus far in the 2020 election. Okay, so again, for uh, Chuck Todd to equate John Fetterman and Kathy Barnett is malpractice. Now, if he wants to equate Kathy Barnett with David McCormick, be my guess. As far as I'm concerned, anybody within the Republican Party today has to accept the entire mantra of the Republican Party. 
That's why you see uh, smart ones like Liz Cheney and others have, have come out actively and said, this isn't what the Republican Party is supposed to be. You don't hear any of these other guys saying that. And therefore, they are in the same boat with Kathy Barnett. But John Fetterman makes a, will make a very good senator out of Pennsylvania. And yes, a very good progressive senator of Pennsylvania that will bring us one vote closer to getting rid of the filibuster. Chuck Todd, on this one again, shame on you. Shame on Chuck Todd on that one is the absolute fact. Shame on Chuck Todd. Okay, let me get back to my peeps. Um, let's see. Oh, you know, I haven't done my ask yet, so let's go ahead and do the book real quick. Better Willis, as host of Politics Done Right, a progressive radio media show on Pacifica Network's KPFT 90.1 FM Houston that engages all ideologies, I found that our political angst isn't mostly ideological. There is a well-designed effort by many in power to control us. If we are at each other's throats, we are less likely to demand our economic and local wishes. In that light, I wrote three books. I wrote the first one titled, As I See It, Class Warfare, The Only Resort to Right-Wing Doom to Describe the Entire Economy in a Manner We Can All Understand. It highlights why it was designed to pill for most as it empowers a few, the chosen. The second book, titled, It's Worth It, How to Talk to Your Right-Wing Relatives, Friends, and Neighbors, Take It to the Next Level. After understanding how the system pilfers, it is incumbent that we can speak to our peers to empower a change. The third book, How to Make America Utopia, Take Away the Economy from Those Who Rigged It, gives us a place to land. After learning about our economy that is dysfunctional for most and learning how to engage the other side, we point out what would make an economy that works for all. Each book stands on its own, but together they provide the full picture. Please consider getting one or more. You will undoubtedly learn, be entertained, and help us continue the mission with our blogs, articles, videos, and books. I'm Egberto Absolutely so, folks. And please don't forget, please don't forget, you can get the books at politicsdoneright.com slash books, politicsdoneright.com. Oh, where is it? Oh, my God, I lost the, oh, my God, I, guys, I lost the chat. Ha! I lost the chat, so I'm going to have to go to the backup screen to read the chat right now. Uh, but anyhow, I tell you what, let me go ahead and put this uh, in the chat real quick. But I want to get to that chat because you guys had a lot of good stuff in there. You guys I look like I'm not going to get to put the links in there. Please go to politicsandright.com slash support, politicsandright.com slash support. Let me get to the chat on the other screen. I'm going to have to kind of reach over now. Uh, let's see, you know, I've got to have backup, guys. That's why we have all these screens and all that kind of stuff, so that one one face can back up another, all that good stuff. Okay, let's go ahead and, and get to the chat. Uh, that's computer number two. Let's get to the scrolling. I'm going to go from back up now. Let's see. Egberto, all weekend, all levels were signs for Ashley's Cafe. Trailers, diner, she was everywhere, LOL. Really? There's a diner called Ashley. Wow, that's good, man. I love that. Uh, Robert Davenport says the modern uh, Republican Party, no platform, no debates, just for power. And that is funny. They, they're not talking about anything specifically. Don't you don't people find that sort of concerning that they're not talking about anything? OK, we have here from D. Stevens or no, no, let's say D.C. Trevitt says progressives Dems couldn't destroy America cause they don't have any power, just like the people killed in the Buffalo massacre. You know, it's a, it's a shame, isn't it? It's a, it's a prime shame. All right, Carl Cox says, Republicans and the neoliberal Democrats are destroying America. True progressive Democrats are not. 
I repeat, are not destroying America. We have Paul Manning who says, again, it didn't come out of perfect, but Republicans blocked all provisions to make it better. My wife sells health insurance and people still need uh, need. And regardless, it's working for those who need it. She, she hasn't had any complaints. Where if it fails is for people making 150K and small business owner. Again, Republicans stand in the way. Uh, I don't know. That was that seemed like that must have been an answer to somebody because I don't get it. But let me just tell you about the Affordable Care Act. The Affordable Care Act has major, major problems for a lot of different sector people. And uh, it comes with the deductibles and many other things. But we can have a program on that one altogether, Brother Fleming, and, and, and talk about that. Dave Smith says Democrats are destroying this country and the news media covers that for them. Whoa, wow. Norman Reynolds says this both side thing is way these guys in media prefer to have horse race reporting. They do not see themselves as a member of the working class. They see themselves as part of the elite. Exactly. Bruce Pollard said it is simple. Let's get everyone to vote and let the chips fall where they may. That's what it's supposed to be. Unfortunately, that's not what it is. It changed since the Eric Wood. Let's see what else I got here. Look like I better start. Tom C. says, uh, well, that's a message to Carl Cox. Robert Davenport says, Donna knows retail politics. Remember her campaign for Al Gore won every primary. Not as progressive as I would like, but she knows. Yeah, she knows that the problem with uh, Gore is he tried to run away from Clinton, not realizing Clinton was still a draw. I mean, you know, but. I tell you, you can you can spend a lot of money on consultants and lose your shirt. Uh, let's see. So we need naughty rules for Republicans. I don't understand that one, Brother Fleming. I uh, know. I mean, uh, uh, Lee Grant. Okay. Let's see what else we got here. Peggy Lopez says, "Murder, murder is one human being killed." I like this phrase. I, I read this one as it was scrolling. Uh, she said, "Oh, gotta get out of there. Come on, come on." Uh, she said. Murder is one human being killing another human being. A state murdering human beings is called genocide. So I think you're telling me that we should modify what we say about Republican Congress people and call them genocidal instead of murdering. I, I can live with that. Uh, ABQ says, Tom C., the NRA used to stand for personal responsibility for gun control, but the gun crowd has turned gun ownership from a tool into a status symbol and into, an into a god. That's what they've done. Every case says, name them Egberto. I can name several. There's Max Bacchus. There is um, Max Bacchus. There is, oh, you know, it kind of leaves my mind. But I'll, I'll come up with more other than Max Bacchus pretty soon. Carcox says, healthcare for all, not corporate welfare. I agree. I agree. Corporate welfare is what we have now. Uh, let's see what else we have here. What else we got here? What else we got here? But a bit, but a bit, but a bit. Tom Haynes says, every case, Obamacare underreached and was overpriced due to the GOP, insurance companies, and medical establishment of the ACA public option and mandatory health. I agree 100%. ABQ says, Lee Grant, are you saying Republicans are criminally insane considering their irreverent viewpoints on global warming? <laughs> That's funny. Uh, what else we got here? What else we got here? Berto Biden killed Keystone ending $15 billion of investment by fossil fuel companies. Good thing. Good thing. Uh, who else to trust is... This policy of attracting fossil fuels. I, I, again, like I said, I am with you there, okay? Let, him, let, let these guys say we can't make money doing it, and then we say, okay, then the government will come in and drill where we need to drill. That simple. And the gas prices will be lowered because there's no profit for those shareholders. But you know they don't want that. They want their cake and eat it too. And, you know, they have everybody fooled about that. 
Okay, let's see what else have. Let's see what else we got here. What else we got here? Uh, uh, I think I'm almost done. Donna knows the retail part. Yeah, I think I, I caught up. Anyway, folks, let me go to the bottom now and see if I have any more to reach. Every case, the left has the lingos going, liar, liar, pants on fire. No, we don't. We don't lie. Well, I don't lie. How do you, do you then fact check what Google delivers? You, it's easy to fact check what Google delivers by the source. In other words, I get when I fact check something from Google, I get a ton of information. Then I go and I see what the sourcing is. All Google does is it aggregates the results, and you have to determine from those results what is factual and what is not. Uh, Davenport says broadcast journalists are not working uh, class by salary. They're paid like elitists and speak for elitists, not the majority of Americans. Hey, I, I have given up working that kind of a way. And right now I work for if you like what you're doing, if you think what we're doing is important, please hit that join button and support what we do. We intend to continue doing this to educate folk, to help and to be educated as well. Karakak says, true statement, Davenport. And I think that's about the end of the list that I got there. Look, folks, we're at the end of the program. My name is Egberto Willis. Please remember to go to politicsandright.com slash support. Politicsandright.com slash support. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics and Right. And you guys know exactly how I end this baby. It goes something like this. I am what? Out. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.